we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello everybody, this is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about some of the pitfalls of the foreign bride. Now... The foreign bride is, in some ways, a quasi-cliche in the red pill world because we've seen the foreign bride trope played out horribly in most cases. You have the show 90 Day Fiancé, which I think some of you are familiar with, where a foreign bride or a groom and an American have 90 days to decide to marry. And I think a lot of the the problems and quintessential tropes that you hear about or think about with foreign brides and grooms are well played in that show, but not all of them necessarily. I think you have to look at why do these people have to go abroad to find somebody? Because they can't find anybody here. Now, they'll spin it sometimes as, well, I have to go abroad like the men will. I have to go abroad because there's no virtuous women left in America. That's why I have to go to some South African village where they talk like uh, Eddie Murphy used to talk about in his classic stand-up Raw, where he wants to go to Africa and find a woman who only knows how to say Goonie Goo Goo. And then later, of course, she divorces him. I want half, Eddie. Goonie Goo Goo. But... Okay, well, let's back it up. So why do these men feel that way? Well, because these men are hiding behind something. They really just can't get laid or can't find women in the States. And so they feel like they have to go abroad. And these women, of course, it's kind of a supply and demand. The men typically are incels, typically don't have success in the States getting women. And this is why they feel like they need to go abroad. So they're already showing major relationship there's just for the concept of them wanting to marry. But certainly, the fact that they're wanting to go abroad, they're so desperate because they feel like their life is incomplete unless they're married, right? Classic relationship thirst. So they're already in a desperate state. And when we know you're in a desperate state, like that the, the episode we did on horrific online dating profiles, you're going to make mistakes. So they're already like primed to get dicknapped by a foreign bride. So where do they go? It really depends on their taste. You know, I think if they watch a lot of porn, they typically go to Thailand. They like the Thai women, but some of them want white women, so they'll go to Eastern Europe, of course. And the Slavs are beautiful. The Slavs are beautiful women. I think Italy still has the most beautiful women in all of Europe, and I'm, I'm pretty well-traveled, but I would say the Slavs in general are, are attractive as well. kind of depends what you're looking for. You know, a lot of Slavs so the Slavs, are, there's three major races in Europe. The Teutonics are going to be the Scandinavians, the Dutch, the Germans, and a little of the English. Then you got the Romantics, they're going to be the Mediterraneans, so the Spanish, Italians, even Romanians. And then the Slavs are going to be Poles, Czechs, Russians, Ukrainians. Yugoslavs. 
And so they, most of them tend to have like, you know, white complexion, like snow white kind of look, and then a lot of them dye their hair blonde. But either way, so these women, of course, like the Korean women of the 1950s, when American GIs were in Korea, they were just begging to dicknap these American GIs because they wanted a better life in the States. Now, of course, Korea now is very modern. It's one of the Asian tigers. But back in the 50s, it was not that way at all. So these women who live in the former Soviet Union, uh, despite what Borat wants you to think, I mean, you look at, certainly if you visit Poland and in the Ukraine and in Russia, it's, it's modern countries. These are modern countries. But they, they want to go to the States for a variety of reasons. They've been watching American pop culture forever. And so they want to go to the States. So they get on these sites. And then you have this just really bad combination of women who will do anything to get to the States. And most of the guys on these sites are not going to be good-looking high SMV men because good-looking high SMV men can find women in America. So they see these incel nerdy types. But we know women can forsake looks for other qualities, namely security provisioning. And status. Now, most of these guys don't have status, but certainly they can tap into that woman's need for hypergamy, security, and status. And so this is why you see, like on 90 Day Fiance, these relatively attractive women with very unattractive men. Well, because they're using them. And on one level, they don't know maybe that they're using them because that's just the way women are wired. They'll give up. They'll do whatever it takes for provisioning and security. This is why women move on faster from past relationships and women don't like to be alone. It's just their Paleolithic wiring. And these guys don't get it. A lot of these guys don't get it. So this woman will, you know, bang them, be nice, affectionate. Because I think on one level, some of these men do know that these foreign brides are using them. But on another level, they just don't care. They just don't care. They're just happy that some woman is giving them attention. This is the classic beta provider trope. The beta provider is happy to get a woman who's been riding the carousel for 20 years, not thinking like how many men have already been in her. And he's just happy that he's getting her when she's 40. Right? So the foreign bride is a problem. I mean, you see this in a lot of movies. Even they, so they even think of a movie like Dodgeball. So the foreign bride comes over, uses the man for the, the visa to get residency in the States, and then maybe pops out a kid closing her eyes while, while they're having sex so she can get that anchor money, 18 years of money for sure. And then she divorces him and takes half his assets and 18 years of child support. And now she's in the States. I mean, this is such a common trope. Now, does this always happen? Of course not. There are people. My friend is an immigration attorney. And he works down in, in the, the valley near the Mexican border. And he helps these couples. And he tells me, he's like, a lot of these couples, they work out. And, of course, some of them don't. Statistically, it's 50% chance. But I would just say be very weary. And, look, there's certain red flags. For sure, if the woman is not religious... That is definitely a red flag. Uh, if the woman, if you look at her shots, or if you look at her Facebook page or Instagram, I mean, if, if it's classic thoughtery, then you got to be worried. you got to be worried. If she's giving off Kardashian vibes, she's got videos of her in very, very meretricious outfits, and she wears a lot of makeup, and she's pole dancing on videos and stuff like that. I mean, you, come on. Come on, I mean, how stupid are you? But these are the same guys who spend thousands of dollars on webcam girls. So they don't want to see it. And then later they get burnt. So if, if you want to go abroad because you want to find a woman that's more of a traditional conservative, then you've got to be very weary. 
So go to whatever country, find the, the very traditional Orthodox, especially it's going to be more Orthodox in Eastern Europe, or if you go to Colombia, but Colombia is very secular. Some people like the Philippines, that's pretty Catholic still. And divorce laws are pretty favorable for men over there. They're the Canaries. So vet her extremely well, take your time, and then of course ask her the question before you get super serious. Do you think a woman deserves a dime for breaking up the family? Now, all women are going to say, no, absolutely not. And at that point, you say, well, that's why you're going to sign a prenup. Because a prenup, divorce is essentially a woman's reward for breaking up the family. So a prenup serves as a check, not a foolproof check by no means. But it does serve as a check on her hypergamy, and it serves as a check of her eventually leaving you. Now, if you're super Bill Gates simp, and you don't make a lot of money, um, that isn't really going to work that much. But if, you, if you're relatively good looking, if you demonstrate masculinity and confidence, and she is a traditional conservative, traditional Orthodox, Catholic, whatever, one of those rare unicorns who still believes that marriage is eternal and uh, believes that their salvation will be in jeopardy if they divorce, then plus the prenup and some other things, then then it might work. But as a whole, if you are you're religious and you're just looking for the hottest thought in the Ukraine to bring over, you're looking for an appetite and a recipe for destruction. And I really would not recommend it. And men, since this is the waking man, really look in the mirror and really understand that it's a high risk, high reward to go foreign foreign broads. That you're going to be spending a lot of money bringing them over for trips or meeting them halfway. You meet in England because they're in you know, Dubai or whatever and you're in the States. You're spending a lot of money. You're going to be the one expected to spend the money on the immigration paperwork, right? Because they're going to use that foodie call, double, that double entendre, double excuse. You know, oh, men and women are equal. But, oh, our meals, you should pay for us. Right? The double standard. So I understand you're going to be, be outlaying. Like I had a friend who found a Colombian woman, and he was, she was like 18 years younger. I mean, she must have been 19, and he was maybe 40 at the time, 38 at the time. And it was the same thing. He wanted a younger woman. He didn't have a lot of luck with women growing up. And so she said, well, down in Colombia, the way men show their interest is by buying us stuff. So he just bought her a bunch of stuff, sent money to the family. He flew down a couple of times. They had sex once on these trips. So, I mean, he was in a relationship, engaged to a woman he met one or two times. Now, granted, they were on WhatsApp and FaceTiming. They only had sex one or two times, and uh, they were engaged. So eventually, he had sent tens of thousands of dollars over there, and then they finally got married. He spent all the money to get her to come to the States, got the residency visa, and it lasted for like six months. So, I mean, this happens. You need to be very careful. And don't, and, and in closing, and also don't, if you are going down the road of the foreign bride or the foreign lady, don't ever commit to a monogamous relationship without ever meeting. I don't get this. People who, like, yeah, you're my boyfriend, girlfriend, or yeah, you're engaged. We're engaged even though we've never met. We have an episode here on long-distance relationships are for fools. They're for fools. But at least those in the States are meeting up on occasion, at least having sex. So if you're not getting sex, man's not getting sex. Why in a long-distance relationship, when it, and especially when you have no way to make guard to make sure that she's sticking to her side of the story in your work. But you're committing yourself and relinquishing a certain modicum of freedom for a woman that's essentially invisible. It's like we talk about cohabitation. Why is a man going to move in with a woman if he's already getting sex 
if he's going to give up all of his freedom to get what he's already getting by moving with her, which is sex. This is even worse. You're committing to a monogamous relationship with a woman who essentially lives on another continent who you've never seen, you're never getting sex with. What? <laughs> what? So plate spin. Plate spin. Don't commit to anything. She should understand. You commit to a woman you never met. I mean, it screams simpery. And she, again, it's a shit test that you're failing. She'd be like, oh, that's great that you're committing to me. But in her mind, she'd be like, God, well, how pathetic. He's going to commit to a woman he's never met? So if you guys discuss meeting each other halfway, of course, she should pay half. It's like a foodie call. How do you know you're going to get a second date with that woman? She'd be like, I'll pay for the second date, knowing the, <laughs> the whole time there is no second date. And then you pay $250 for a meal. It's the same thing. You, you we, we meet halfway. I don't care what you think. So, guys, these are some tips. Just be very wary of the foreign bride. Be very wary of women. And, look, if you're going to marry, understand marrying in America is so perilous, given the court system that we have here. And what a lot of American men do, well, not a lot, but I think there's more men that try to do the 90-day fiancé route of bringing these women over here, which is just incredibly stupid. Instead, why don't you move to that country that has very favorable marriage laws for men, like the Philippines, for example. That way you are mitigating your risk. That's what I would recommend. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. If you have an Apple product especially, it helps with the algorithm to get this message out. Save a man, stop his waiting. Also, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you want to donate $5, $10 to defray the cost of hosting this, we would appreciate it because it does cost money to put these podcasts up. Also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website. Click on that and go check out all the articles and all the podcasts. They're all 420-whatever. Also, you'll see my two books on the right side, Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. You can click on those. And it takes you to Amazon where you can buy the books, paperback, or Kindle. When you're on Amazon, we're Amazon affiliates. So buy whatever you want on Amazon within 24 hours of going through our links. And we get a 2% commission, no expense to you. So it's, it's not a lot, but... Again, if you always remember, put a little post-it next to your computer. Go to Gregory's website before going to Amazon. We get a little couple shekels here and there, which helps. Also, if you need some help from one-on-one perspective, find me on Clarity FM, clarity.fm. And lastly, please subscribe and post an honest review for The Awakened Man, for Confessions of an Obese Child, which I have a new episode over there right now, and for the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. Until next time, take care and God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Treated to nine inch nails.